Hey, friends and colleagues, it's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today on our podcast, episode 111, we are talking about feedback, specifically getting feedback from our families, from our parents. And more specifically, we are talking about reconnecting with the people that we are doing business with. I am eager to tell you about some of the things that have been happening in my studio over the last few weeks. I'm so relieved that I opened up the lines of communication because if I had not done that, it's most likely I would have lost some of my dearest students. Some great teacher takeaways on the Full Voice Podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Full Voice Podcast. Boy, oh boy, do I have a whole bunch of fun announcements today in the podcast. Uh, If you are listening to this podcast at time of release. It is Freebie Friday and our warm-up of the week has everything to do with our Freebie Friday. If you don't know what I'm talking about with Freebie Friday, you need to go to our website, thefullvoice.com, and you need to check out the free resources page because we have so many fun activities for you to bring into your teaching studio um, and uh, have some fun with your students. So I hope that you'll uh, check that out. I'm also incredibly excited to announce officially that the Full Voice Podcast is part of a wonderful podcast network called NatsCast. So the National Association of Teachers of Singing have a a podcast network and um, Full Voice is proud to be uh, part of that. There is some other wonderful podcasts um, and I want to shout out to Nicholas Perna from Vocal Fry. Now heads up, I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm having a interview and a conversation with Nicholas coming up. He's going to be a guest on the podcast. So it'll be like having the Full Voice podcast and the Vocal Fry podcast all in one place. It'll be crazy. Um, and and Nicholas is so much fun. He is a huge pop culture fan as I am. I'm sure our conversation will sway between vocal pedagogy and um, uh, the new Picard series. At least that's what I would like to talk about. No pressure, Nick. Okay. Anyhow, um, so I'm so excited. Now, there's some other podcasts, wonderful podcasts, part of the Nats cast network. There's the Holistic Voice, and there is the New York Vocal Coaching Podcast. I'm going to put a link on our show notes to the Nats cast network. Please check out the other podcasts. Um, You can never get enough podcasts. There's just so many wonderful conversations happening all the time. Now, uh, gosh, what else? So it's Freebie Friday. Nats cast is such a wonderful thing. Oh, right. Okay. So if you, you might've noticed that we went, I love this term, we went dark 
for two weeks. That's right. There was no new podcast releases over the last couple of weeks, and there's a very good reason for that. And actually, that's part of uh, part of this podcast episode today has to do with that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to my team and I said we are taking a break from the podcast. I was a little tired, a little overwhelmed, but. The main reason was I recognized that things were not all smooth sailing in my teaching studio. I had uh, my recitals coming up, and um, I have a love-hate relationship with recitals. I've, they're, they're, they went well. My students sang beautifully, um, but I find preparing for recitals to be stressful. I want to make sure everybody has a fantastic time. And by everybody, I mean everybody, including the people in the audience. But I want to make sure that my students are well prepared. Um, But um, a few weeks before my recitals, I started getting an influx of uh, emails and texts. And I had a couple of conversations and my spidey senses and my warning the warning bells went off. And I thought, you know, something just doesn't seem right. Um, and I and I felt perhaps that I had dropped the ball in my communication with my families. Now, full disclosure, as you, my dear listener, um, we all wear many hats, and I certainly do. Uh, I love my teaching studio and my families, but I'm also uh, very busy right now, full voice. We have uh, several new resources that we're working on. And, um, of course, preparing for recitals and, of course, you know, my family responsibilities and, of course, you know, just there's a lot of stuff going on. And I, I felt that perhaps I needed to, to dedicate some of my time, uh, to my studio and holy smokes, I am so glad that I did that. I had no idea what uh, stress uh, some of my students are under. And um, I uh, probably would have lost, I would have had two, maybe even three of my dearest students drop out of lessons had I not reached out to mom and dad and opened the lines of communication. Now, In my teaching studio, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm a huge advocate for face-to-face conversations. I have a comfortable seating area in my teaching studio with my young singers. I do want parents in the lesson. And even with my teenagers, moms and dads, you know, they don't drop in every week, but I certainly encourage them to drop in throughout the year. Um, But some of my families, I haven't seen them for a while, which is unusual. And um, some of my students have been coming in, like I said earlier, a little tired, a little stressed out, and a little less enthusiastic than they usually are. And whether you're teaching voice or piano, but you know that when you start to see your students not as excited to be there or maybe not coming into their lessons prepared or maybe they're just lackluster in their energy. It's a good time to check in. And I know, 
and I respect, that many teachers prefer to leave parents in a waiting room or communicate mostly through email and texting. And, um, you know, I want to shout out today uh, <laughs> Sarah Campbell, uh, one our wonderful friend. Sarah has been a guest on uh, the podcast uh, quite a few times, and she's just so wonderful. Sarah um, not only is an amazing voice teacher, piano teacher, but she's also a business and mindset coach for 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 teachers. And um, she was doing a Facebook Live presentation today. Now, Sarah, I was able to drop. I, uh, Sarah, if you're listening to this. I was able to watch the replay. I was driving my car when you went live, and I'm like, that's just, I love you, but not enough to drive and watch your Facebook Live. Anyhow, um, Sarah today in her Facebook Live was talking about tone and reading tone in written messages, whether it be email or texting. And she did this wonderful, wonderful Facebook Live about how we have to be careful when we are using these methods of communication, because it is impossible for us. Uh, And she made some really great points. You don't see facial expressions and you don't hear the inflection in the voice. So when you read somebody's text, you could be reading it with a completely different tone that was intended and vice versa. Communication. We have more ways to communicate now, but oh my goodness, has it gotten harder to get to, to really connect with people. Um, and anyhow, great Facebook Live. If you want to check out Sarah's um, Facebook page and her blog, it's fantastic. Um, Sarah Campbell Biz Coach. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to her her materials. But uh, I want to shout out to Sarah for that wonderful Facebook Live and may, reconnecting with teachers about how we use these forms of communication and how we can <laughs> we can go awry if we're not careful. So shout out to Sarah. But um, I, um, I prefer the face-to-face relationship. And I know that there's teachers out there that like to keep people at a distance. Well, if you're working with children, you are working with families, whether you like it or not. And if there's one thing I'd like to say, I really would encourage you, if you struggle with dealing with moms and dads, to check in with that. We cannot properly serve our students if parents are not on our side. If parents don't know us, and let me tell you, there's a lot of parents that don't know us. Um, maybe you deal with the mom and not the dad. Um, I remember, this is a little quick aside, I remember many years ago when I worked at a lesson education center, my teaching studio was right beside the lesson desk. So sometimes, you know, I'd be waiting for my student and I'd overhear the conversations when people were calling into the lesson department. And I can't tell you how many times the the desk would ask, well, who's your teacher? And whoever was on the phone couldn't remember their name. And I have two thoughts about that. One, you don't get any parent of the year awards if you don't know the name of your teacher, kid's teacher. And you're not going to win teacher of the year if parents don't know your name either. It's it's two-way street. There's something wrong going on there. So... Um, we, we can't have an inter, inter, um, we can't have an, 
I'm looking for the word. We can't have an intimate, there we go. Oh my goodness. We can't have an intimate relationship with children without having a solid relationship with moms and dads. We are all a team. We have to know what's going on. And if you think you really know what's going on when you see a child or a teenager for 45 minutes or an hour or half hour every week, well, let me tell you, I don't think so. So um, after telling my team that we were going to take a break from the from the podcast for a couple of weeks, that took a lot of uh, research time and freed up a lot of my time and recording time. And I started to reach out to my families. And I am so glad that I did that. Because um, I discovered that many of my students uh, were struggling. And um, there's a really there's a really great uh, article. And again, I'm going to share this in the show notes. Um, there's a wonderful teaching blog and a teaching website by uh, Concordia University in Portland. Um, I visit that website a lot. Um, there's a lot of great references and wonderful information. But there's a there's an article there that came up about getting parents feedback early helps the teacher all year long. And I think that is wise teacher takeaway because what we tend to get is we get negative feedback when something's gone wrong and we are never given the opportunity to fix it before parents make that decision that they're going to pull their kids out of lessons. And I know that we've all lost students and out of nowhere to us comes this feedback, well, you didn't do this and da, 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 da. And we were, we were hoping for this. Um, so I loved this article. It's very short and sweet. Um, and one of the things that it, that it, uh, inspires teachers to do is to collect and connect with parents at the beginning of the year, um, and uh, to, to just check in and see how things are going. Now, this is a great opportunity, I think, for private teachers. Um, but one of the things that the article said and talked about was what kind of feedback? Like, what are we looking for? What, can, what information can a parent give us that can allow us to do our jobs better and to support the students that we have? Well, the best takeaway in this article was we need to uh, we need to look for academic information. So we need to look for like things like how are they doing at school? Um, and this is very interesting because this came up with a lot of my families when I reached out. And when I reached out, I, I, um, I, I called, I picked up, I, I texted them first and I said, do you have a moment to talk on the phone? And then I called them. Um, so this is some of the feedback that I got. And again, I hadn't really thought about it, but I have in my teaching studio right now, um, a lot of students who are leveling up in life. <laughs> That's what I call it. So I have uh, a lot of students who are in their first year of high school. And so they are going through their first set of examinations. And this is a new thing for them. And one of the things that our teenagers uh, tend to struggle with because it's a new skill, well, people of all ages struggle with this, but it's, it's organizing and prioritizing their time. So one of the stresses for our young adolescents and our teenagers is that they are grieving the loss 
of their free time. And it makes sense, right? They, they, they're, they're, they're moving away from, you know, uh, you know, free time that they have. And now they've got exams. Many of my students have part-time jobs. So they're losing the time that they have with their friends, with their buddies, their social time. And it can be really stressful for them. Um, so a lot of my students are dealing with the looming deadlines of exams and handing in projects and they're feeling overwhelmed. And I was really, uh, I was, that was really helpful information because, uh, a couple of my students, we were planning on examinations this year, but with everything that's going on, and being that they're in a new year in, in high school and they're dealing with, with exams, we opted to push them further on and, and we postponed them. And I can't tell you, I mean, that's no skin off my teeth. In fact, I'm quite happy to do that. <laughs> but um, what a relief. What a relief for students to know that, you know, they don't have to um, they don't have to uh, worry about preparing for an exam. And and for a lot of my students, knowing that they don't have to be learning all this repertoire and technical exercises, they can actually just sing songs and that bring them joy. That was, uh, that was actually a lovely conversation. And it was so nice to see the, the mom breathe a, a, a sigh of relief and my student actually like smile. <laughs> And what a simple correction. We hadn't signed up for the exam yet. We pushed it off, you know, allowing them to get used to their new routines in high school. We can worry about that later. And actually, I'm really, I'm really excited now because now we can, we can dive into some fun musical theater, some jazz, or whatever she wants. Knoxville 2020. We have an exciting new feature on our podcast over the next few months and leading up to the big day, which is June 26th to 30th, we will be featuring some of the presenters from the Knoxville 2020 convention. I cannot wait. The Full Voice podcast will be there and I can't wait to see my friends and to give everybody hugs. And of course, maybe even meet you. If you are thinking of going to the convention, check the show notes. There's links to everything you need to know. Knoxville, Tennessee is a beautiful city and the National Association of Teachers of Singing has organized, yet again, a fantastic convention. So I hope to see you there. But on our podcast, we're going to be featuring some of those fantastic presenters, and you'll get a taste of what you're going to see, or what you might be missing, right here on the Full Voice Podcast. Come to the Full Voice booth. We hope to see you there. Uh, the other the other conversation that I had was with my my younger students' uh, parents. So I have a couple of my I have a couple of my um, little well they're not little anymore. So some of my younger singers are also leveling up in life, and they are approaching the tween years, and. So they're changing. They're my my singers that are you know getting into their teens into the double digits, are starting to be very self aware, 
they're starting to be very worried about what their friends think. Um, so this is the other uh, feedback that the blog uh, from Concordia University talks about. So academic feedback, how they're doing at school. And then there's social feedback. So as many of you know, little girls can have struggles. They get, they get a little, they can be unkind. I mean, all children can be unkind when they go through puberty and changes, but little girls sometimes get very insecure and they can be unkind. So, so one of my little girls was actually having a hard time with her friends. Her friends were changing. Her best friend wasn't her best friend anymore. And that was causing a lot of stress. So again, Again, um, you know, knowing that she was struggling a little bit at school socially. And of course, when you, when our kids struggle, we struggle. When our kids are stressed, we're stressed. Um, so again, it was, it was so nice. And I was so honored that um, my student's mom felt uh, felt that she could talk about what her daughter was going through. And I'm, I'm thankful. And I did reach out after our conversation to thank her for trusting me with that information. Now, my solution was, um, and my suggestion, and, and, and it's, it seems to be working, was perhaps she would like to, um, try singing with one of, uh, one of the other girls in my studio. They, they had made friends at the, the, at the recital, they knew each other. So I thought maybe this would be an opportunity for some more social interaction that was fun and somebody that was interested in something that she was interested in. So that was a really helpful solution and something that we're going to investigate to see if it can alleviate some of the stress and worry. Um, the other thing that was happening with my little ones is some of my little ones backed out of the recital. Now, when students back out of a recital, and these are students that have done recitals before, so this was a little strange for me. I've never really had this happen before, and this is when the warning bells started to go off. Um, but again, when my students, when they when they kind of go into their tweens, they become more self-aware, um, a lot of anxieties coming in, and again, the, um, the, the parents were so supportive. And again, I'm so happy that they opened up the conversation that were like, this is what she says at home. And this is what, you know, she gets upset before she comes to her lessons. Um, so we were able to talk about it and, and we took a pass on the recital. And again, I, we, we had a conversation about it, um, talked about, you know, perhaps, you know, we didn't ha give her enough time to rehearse the song or, you know, we're looking at different strategies. So, and again, this is a little performer that has performed before. So I'm very, very relieved to have had some time where I can talk to the mom and, um, and just see what's going on and then offer strategies. Because again, uh, a sad student is no fun. A sad student is so stressful. So it was a great conversation. And this leads into the this is this leads into the third type of feedback that's helpful from parents, which is emotional. So how are they managing anxiety, stress? 
relationships. Uh, All those things play very heavily in our students' lives. And whether it's at school or whether it's at home, um, we need to, um, we need to just be aware. And I'm thankful again. And one of the reasons that I will always advocate that we open our doors to the people who trust us with their children is so that we can get this kind of feedback and we can cater to what will serve our students. It's so lovely to be able to find a solution and bring the smile back and the energy and the effort back in to your lessons. I hope that if anything, I, I hope that you'll, you'll look at how you relate to the people that you do business with and that you will appreciate that they have information that we need and we are all on the same team. I, I pride myself in having wonderful relationships with my families. And don't get me wrong, there are families that uh, I find difficult sometimes to interact with. I have families that um, are a little more distant or I have families that are very, very busy with other extracurriculars and it's frustrating sometimes. I have all of the same stresses, but I love the fact that my door is always open and I'm always happy to have a face-to-face. It makes all the difference. And you know, one of the things I will say, whenever my recitals, um, whenever my recitals happen, my parents are always eager to share uh, the videos on Facebook. They share them with their friends. And I always have an influx of inquiries um, and because of word of mouth from my families. And that is one of the best ways that you can ensure a constant flow of students into your teaching studio is by allowing moms and dads to get to know you and to see you in action in your teaching studio. Now, it's time. And now, the warm-up of the week. That's right. It's now time for warm-up of the week. I have, and this, by the way, ties in to our freebie Friday download. If you're on our newsletter, it would have been delivered to you already. If you're not, you can just go to our website, thefullvoice.com forward slash free resources. It's called Sing and Swing. And it is a fun little way to explore uh, swing, eighth notes that are swung, and scat syllables. So um, I love... I love introducing uh, jazz and improvisation to young singers. I love to give them the encouragement and the permission to play around and have some fun. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to be comfortable to do this. So, so first thing I want to say is when you're introducing stuff like this, do not be dismayed if your students are a little uncomfortable when you switch things up, when you give them some freedom to try new things. Some of your students will jump right in and some of your students will, you know, turn a pasty shade of white and look at you with painful eyes. But that's okay. It's always, it's all, it's okay to be uncomfortable. That's how we level up. So, um, first of all, with, with swing eights, um, 
uh, I like to I like to do some just some vocalization. I think this is a great way to start. Uh, so we use words, scat syllables, to help us to feel the swing. So quarter notes, which need to be shorter, not staccato, but shorter, we would use a da. And for the eighth notes, we're going to use a diba. You can use duba. You can use whatever you like if you have a preference. But in our little freebie, we're using da and diba. And we just start by speaking rhythms, vocalizing rhythms, not on a pitch, just using the voice to get the feel. So we'll start with things like da, da, diba, da, diba, diba, da, da. And they can use whatever... Um, whatever uh, tempo. Actually, I, I recommend varying the tempo. Start with kind of like a laid back, you're just sauntering down the street kind of tempo, but try faster and slower. Um, then I challenge them by asking them to tap the beat while they do it. Da, da, di, ba, da. Dee, ba, da, and all of that. Um, and then I like to start by just taking a simple exercise that they've done before, not swung, of course, they've done it with straight eights, but then we put it to swung eights. So we do like a five note scale, um, ah, would then become and then you can go up and down. Uh, I also encourage them to try duba. So you could go duba 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 da. Uh, and then, um, and then when they're comfortable with that, then I'll ask them, you know, go from a duba to a duba and mix up the scat syllables and just see what it feels like to play around with that. So on our Freebie Friday, there are a whole bunch of simple exercises, but they have a new challenge, a new twist when you turn it into a jazz swing rhythm. Now, also included on our Freebie Friday, little jazzy vocalises, which do come with backing tracks. Because truthfully, you really need a rhythm section to feel the swing. At least I think it's very helpful for our young singers. So I hope that you'll have some fun playing with some scat syllables, playing with some swung eighths. I don't know if I have to say swung or swing eighths. Hmm. I'll have to check with my people. Anyhow, um, so I hope you check that out. Our freebie Friday is called Sing and Swing. If you are diving into contemporary music or jazz with some of your singers, it's a lot of fun, a lot of great ways to explore the different sounds, the different rhythms, the feel of jazz. Uh, and, oh, I just thought of this, you know, these are great warm-ups to do if you are doing any of Donna Rodenizer's songs like Computer Cat or my ultimate favorite, 40 Little Birdies. That would be a great complimentary piece if you're looking for a repertoire piece to go with that warm-up. So there you have it. Now, quick reminders please check our website. Go get your freebie Friday. I'm also going to put a link to the Nats Cast Network. Check out the other fantastic podcasts on there. And I'm excited talking to Dr. Nicholas Perna next week, the host of Vocal Fry podcast. We are going to have so much fun 
as always, I am begging you to leave a review. Go to iTunes, leave a rating and review. Go to our podcast page, leave a review. Please, they help us so much. But now, as always, I'm wishing you inspired teaching and happy singing. Made by Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca